Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hard Nine Podcast. Today is June the 20th, 2023. Uh, it is fantastic to be back with you all after a nice little hiatus there, little travel issues and everything else going on. First off, I'd like to start by wishing all the dads out there, hopefully you guys had a great Father's Day. Uh, to my dad, to everyone else out there, hopefully that was great. Also, to everyone, hopefully you had a happy Juneteenth. Uh, which was yesterday, uh, same day as my wife's birthday. So happy birthday to her. A lot going on in this last week. Last week was my 26th wedding anniversary. A lot happening. Really cool news for next year's Juneteenth. Um, hopefully, Caleb, you'll be able to come down here as the Cardinals will be playing the San Francisco Giants at Rickwood Stadium in Birmingham. I've been there before. It is awesome. It is the oldest professional ballpark in the America, and that will be surrounded around the Juneteenth. Um, what you say? Did. You said the America, which I thought was funny. Well, you said the true. America, I did, which was I, funny. I did mean just this America. Uh, since we are going to uh, the old world America here coming soon, the Cardinals. But next year, hopefully we can go to that. I, I know tickets will probably be tough to get mm -hmm. maybe. But uh, Birmingham, that would be really, really cool. I made your mom go to that park on our uh, wedding anniversary, or on our honeymoon, by the way, just to see it. I think it's cool because obviously that's one day after Juneteenth that they're doing it. Um, and that's the home of the Black Barons. Like you said, yes. one of the oldest ballpark in America, yep. this America, not any of the other ones. No, no, um, no. But yeah, it's, I'm really excited for that event. It's cool that they're kind of venturing out. I liked the Field of Dreams thing, um, but I didn't think it needed to be a yearly only Field of Dreams mm -hmm. thing. And I think it's cooler that they're adventuring out, especially any chance to have to honor the Negro Leagues, considering how royally they screwed those those players and people over for so long. Um, I, I like that they're taking the opportunity to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, it, it, hopefully we'll get a chance to go to that. That would, I don't know how they're, they'll do those tickets. Obviously I assume they'll do season ticket holders. They'll do the Birmingham. They'll have the giants like that. Those are going to probably be tough because that stadium, not massive, but that'll be that either way. That'll be a really cool event. Um, it's nice to be back. As you can see, Caleb in a different location. Again, we're literally going to play a new game. Where's Caleb uh, this morning. Yeah. He is in my parents' basement. So as you can see a lot of clothes hanging out, he has not been kidnapped. He is not, um, hiding out from the law. He is in, in a basement in Illinois. All is well. You are safe. Correct. Blink twice if you need us. No, I'm safe. Um, okay, good, 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 I'm, good. I'm safe, but I am a little, I'm like, a, I think I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm riding the rails these days. I don't, I never know where I'm going to be next. So this is, this <laughs> is for today. For those of you who, who watch quite often, Caleb chose to live full time in Champaign, a place he hasn't been in like three months. So he has a home. He just chooses not to go to it and live the hobo lifestyle while drinking um, McDonald's lattes. So that is where we are right now. Uh, it's great to have you guys back. Thank you so much. We were going to put this out on, on Sunday with it being Father's Day. Kind of had that messed up. We were going to do this last week. It was my anniversary with my wife. We had plans there. It's just been a busy week. Now we are back. We are ready to be ready to go twice to two to three times a week. I think we're going to get on a regular schedule. Uh, those of you who can jo join us, obviously you can follow us on our socials. You can always find those. Hit that little button to subscribe to YouTube. We'd greatly appreciate that. So let's dig into the Cardinals. Uh, Three-game winning streak. Is it time to be excited or is it one of those, uh, is it cautiously optimistic? Is that what we have to be? I think you just have to, at this point, watch and see what they do. They have – here's the good news. The good news is it's it's in front of them. Like, they they can go on – and I liked what uh, – they can go on a run here. And I think I liked what Wainwright said the other day after a loss. I think he said it. He said they have the opportunity to do something special and come back from this deficit. They just have to do it. Like, the opportunity is in front of them. You have a, a hot, red-hot Reds team who's won nine in a row, and that's all it took them – to get to first place. They're sitting in first place alone right now. Um, and the other teams are are really struggling. The Pirates just aren't very good. The Brewers, I mean, Corbin Burns seems to be a shell of himself right now. Um, you have the opportunity in front of you. Where I'm at is just, I'm just going to watch them every day. And they need, to, they need to win. For me, I think they need to go on a seven-game winning streak here, at least. They need to take these two from Washington. They need to go to London. They need to beat the Cubs twice. And then they need to come home. And you've got a tough homestand. Like the week after, I believe you got Houston and the Yankees back to back. And we'll see what that looks like. Both those teams are struggling. But right now it's in front of you to go on a little bit of a seven game winning streak and get some of the ground that you lost the last three weeks back. Um, that's what's in front of them. You can't. Here's where I'm at. They can't lose to the Nationals this week. 
You have to beat them the next two games. Do what you can to beat them. Um, there's no excuse to lose to that team. So that's where they're at right now. But I think they just need to take it one game at a time, and that's what I'm doing as a fan. Uh, nice to see them go into City Field, a place that has eaten them up in the past, and, and win two or three. Now, granted, you did not have to face Verlander or Scherzer. Scherzer was dominant last night against the Astros. But then also to fall down 5 nothing early yesterday – and come back and win that game. I mean, Donnie with the big home run, Goldie with the home run, Nolan with a big hit late. Uh, Jordan Hicks, we're going to talk about him in a little bit, looks to be back. That was that was one of those wins that you kind of felt like maybe at the beginning of April or most of April, and then even in the last two weeks, that, that game felt like it would be over normally. And this team really has clawed Seven back. Seven days ago. To, right, there you go, to win that game. Um, obviously, I think the one thing that's still – scares me as a fan and I guess I shouldn't be scared but it's just the, the 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 pitching staff as a whole and the rotation I mean when you look over the last five days you have one guy who has below a 4.7 ERA in the last two weeks in our rotation and that's Montgomery who's been pretty good but then you got Wayno at a 4.7 Jack at a 6.5 Libertor at a 7.7 and Miles at an 8.25 now I don't believe Miles is an 8 ERA pitcher so don't get me wrong there right yeah. however it is it is concerning when when this pitching staff who we thought were maybe turning a corner. I mean, I think a couple of weeks ago, even like you said, seven days ago, ten days ago, we thought we're turning a corner, and they just haven't. And Jack Flaherty gutted through through yesterday, but he that, has that was an been, impressive performance. It was. I, I agree. I agree. But he he just hasn't. It it's just going to be tough. I keep saying it. I've been saying it all year. I just think it's tough for this team to go on an extended run because of that starting rotation, which then leads to troubles in the bullpen. Um, something that they're just going to have to address either at the trade deadline, both at the trade deadline and next year in free agency. But you have to hope that we can out slug teams um, to, till we get to the trade deadline. And that's what makes the latest like slide so frustrating because they were getting really good outings and not hitting. And now they're starting to slug a little bit and they're having to outscore teams eight to six. It's like, you just can't get everything firing on all cylinders. I'm not too worried. I'm not worried about Michaelis at all. I think he has an opportunity. To, he pitches tomorrow, so I, we'll see how he does. We have Monty tonight. I feel good about both of them. To be honest, I feel pretty good about Jack. I know he's had some struggles lately. Um, that's the other two spots. Like Wainwright had a really good outing, I thought. Was that Saturday where he got his 198th yes. win? 198, yep. Um, I thought he was pretty good. Libertor, I think he might just be in the rotation until the deadline. If they're still in it, they'll replace him. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think they're going to be okay. I do. I think the rotation will be okay. But here's the thing. The offense has to pick up the slack. And if you've got a slug until the trade deadline and you've got to get yourself back into it, then do it. Like, I don't care how they're winning games at this point. You've just got to win them. A um, couple things since we last talk, talked. Um, one, Ryan Helsley goes on the on the IL. Don't. I mean, when you hear forearm strain, that makes me immediately nervous. Hopefully it's nothing they, too bad. They said all the imaging looked clean. That's fantastic news. So I think it was just inflamed. Two, Tyler O'Neill transferred to the 60-day uh, IL. That back spasms, I, I mean, it's got to be way more know. than that. I, I don't know I don't know they, what to say about Tyler O'Neill anymore. The earliest he was going to be back was early July anyway, and that's where this – I think this sets him to be back July 4th. Um, so that that's is probably 60 days, really? Be, well, 60 days from when he got hurt. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize. I didn't realize that it had been that long already. He's been out for over. I mean, he's been out for well over a month, and they. Okay. Got like, okay. What? My. I mean, I have no reality of time. I mean, we still have fourteen days. Think about it. We still have fourteen days till July fourth, and he's been out for over fifteen days for sure, right? So, um, yeah. for over forty-five days, he's been out for a long time. Um, yeah, it's it's frustrating. He's frustrating, obviously. I'm sure he's frustrated as well. But I, I don't even know what his role is when he comes back on this team. So I almost think, not that he's a problem by any means, but it kind of pushes off a problem of what do you do with him when he's back? Do you want to play him so we can get some trade value? Do you want to just say, okay, you're going to play against lefties, and that's your role because we've got guys playing well. But even then, like he can't even play against lefties because your outfield's all – I mean, Walker's going to stay in that lineup. Carlson's going to be in that lineup. And I would rather have Newbar against a lefty at this point than Neil, I think. So I, I don't know what they're going to do with him. That is frustrating. You kind of hoped he would come back and be middle of the order bat again. I just don't think that's going to happen in St. Louis again. I just don't um, And then thirdly, I'd like to get your take on kind of what was the big news until obviously the three-game 
winning streak here that we've we've rattled, rattled off. And that's Nolan Arenado's comments last week. Um, obviously, sheer frustration. Obviously, I mean, there there were some shots fired there. Like you can, I'm not I'm not going to put words in his mouth. That's not my job. I feel like he said it very well. Uh, there were some shots fired at, at ownership right there and and at Mo. Now, you know, obviously everybody's going to go back to, well, he flew out. He had the conversation with Nolan. Like, what 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 does that relationship look like? But there were some shots about the youth, about the about the rotation. It was thinly veiled. It wasn't directed at anyone. Um, give, let, go ahead and, and give me your thoughts on that. What what are your thoughts on what what Nolan said last week? My thoughts on this have developed since I heard the first time. When I heard the first time, I was angry. They had just I was at the game that they lost. Actually, at the Oyster Bar because I left the game after they tied it because I was pissed off. But um, so my thoughts have kind of developed into one. I don't like what he said up at all. I felt like he was pointing blame at young players. Um, not only did I feel like he was pointing the blame at the young players, which is what that is by saying it's hard to win with these young guys. It's pointing like, oh, these guys are the problem when most of those guys are at performing Nolan Arnado this year, who's been kind of dreadful defensively this year. Like, just to put it bluntly, he's been bad. Um, he's not hitting like he normally does, even though he's been better lately. Um, I didn't like that part of it. And it was just blatantly inaccurate what he said because they're like middle of the pack and average age so that's also just wrong look at some of the teams that are playing well in the national league diamondbacks way younger um i think the dodgers are even younger per year like like i think they are and it's just that that part was frustrating to me it's like so no one do you think that you need all veterans to win is that what you need like that's what i didn't understand um I understand the part where he's frustrated the front office didn't do enough. Maybe they do need another veteran presence in that clubhouse. But at the end of the day, like Nolan's supposed to be the guy that leads these young guys. Goldie's supposed to be the guy that leads these young guys. I'm sorry, but when you have a middle of the order of Wilson Contreras, Nolan Arnato, Paul Goldschmidt, that's not a young team. No. You've got your three best players who two of the three have underperformed, including you who are talking. Um have underperformed. That's why you've lost a lot of games. If Nolan Arnato has hadn't gone through a funk where he was like invisible for, I don't know, six weeks. Um, this team probably five games under 500, maybe better. So I, I get what he's saying and that the front office should do more, but saying we're too young and all, that's one is wrong. Cause that's not the case, but also you're put, passing off blame to younger players. I feel like, which I don't like at all. Yeah, I agree. And I, I mean, he did, he did say, you know, I obviously I haven't been I've stunk with runners in scoring position. I've stunk here. I had I whatever he did. He did take some of that ownership as well. Yeah, you can't, but I, but but I me, do agree. I, and, and I do think it reiterates the question of who are the leaders in this clubhouse? I really, truly do. It, it should be. And it should be Goldie and it should be Wayne. And I'm not saying it's not. Please understand that I'm not speculating. I'm not in that clubhouse. But it does feel like at times people are looking around to like, who is the guy? When we do know that over the last 18 years, when Yad, we knew who everybody was looking at. Uh, there for a long time, it was Yachty and Albert. Albert leaves, it's still Yachty. But then we also had guys like Beltran. We had guys like Berkman. We had guys like Matt Holiday, who we knew who the leaders were, uh, along with Wayno and Chris Carpenter. Like, we knew who those guys were. I'm sure there were others. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying Matt to leave Carpenter any- took on that role. For there you go. I'm not trying to leave anybody out. But it does feel like those are, those are two future Hall of Famers. Like... You know, and, and I understand Scott Rowan wasn't a rah-rah guy. He's a Hall of Famer now. Congrats to him. He, but he also had Edmonds around. He had Tony LaRusso in that dugout. He had Albert. He had Reggie Matheny. Sanders. He had a whole lot of vets around him as well. Matheny, yes, along with a lot of the, the pitching staff at that time. So he didn't have to be that guy. This team needs a guy. This team needs a guy, and it can't. I don't think it needs to be a 26-year-old Andrew Kisner. I'm not saying no shot at Andrew Kisner, but, you know, and I think Wilson is still trying to find his footing on this team. He's trying to find his spot. I mean, it's Um, almost impossible for him to be a leader with what they've done to him. Like, and also him being new, he's not going to come in and be that leader immediately anyway, because they didn't sign him to be the Justin Turner of the Red Sox, where you come in and you know you're coming in to be that leader. Right. Um, The problem I have, I think Goldie is the guy. Just from what I've heard, when they were struggling and they went on that streak, it was Goldie Hill held this meeting and gave this speech. I don't care too much for speeches, but it worked. Um, no, it seems to be either. Goldie every time that happens. Arenado needs to step up because here's the thing. This is his second organization that has built around him. I get Colorado had its downfalls, but then the day they had some teams with a lot of talent that didn't go very far. They had a team with Charlie Blackman and Trevor Story and Arenado all at their prime, and they went nowhere. Um Arenado needs to, I think, I, I'm a big fan, but he needs to 
He needs to stop looking around at other people all the time to me. Why are you looking around for so many problems when Agreed. you know if you were playing as well as you should be playing, you're making $35 million this year to play third base every single day, this team would be in a better spot than they're in. Why are you bringing up youth? And you can go out there and say, well, I'm bad at this and I'm bad at this. He takes accountability that way. But then the next words out of your mouth are kind of passing off the blame again. So for me, he, I, I, I'm not angry at him by any means, but I still, I thought his comments, one, were misguided and like inherently false, but also that they were they were blaming people in the media. If you want to go into the the GM's office and say these things, fine. We don't need to know about that. But if you're don't why what's the point of saying that to the media? You're throwing who are you throwing under the bus? You're throwing under Walker? Is it Gorman? Is it is it Donovan? Because all three of those guys have helped this team probably more than you have this year. So okay, I don't I don't know. Let's talk a, a little bit about the construction of the lineup and things that are happening with this team and where we kind of see that going. Um I think it's still intriguing. Like Jordan Walker. First of all, let's give him his mad props. I mean, good Lord. Uh, had his first three-hit game. Another 11-game hitting streak, right? Uh, that was snapped yesterday, correct? No, he got two hits yesterday. Oh, my apologies. 12-game 12, 12 streak, streak. All right. Uh, it's unbelievable when you look at that. I mean, there are three guys with two 10-game hit streaks in a year under the age of 21 since the, in the Cardinals' history. Three guys. Jordan Walker, Albert Pujols. Rogers Hornsby when you join those two in the in the company of anything that's incredible but I I'm still perplexed on what we're doing hitting him behind Wilson Contreras at this point I, I just I don't I I I look you you look around the league look where Corbin Carroll's hitting look where Ellie De La Cruz is hitting look where Matos is hitting second they just called him up they put him right in the in the in the heart of it I don't understand our unwillingness to move one of our best hitters up in the lineup. Yesterday at the DH, I thought that was interesting. Well, you can talk about that if you want. I, I just, I, it just drives me wild the inability to make adjustments when you have guys who are hitting who can drive in runs in a hot spot for you. Yeah, I have one. I want to get to that hitting streak. I mean, he's in company with I would say the two best right-handed hitters to ever be in the Cardinal system. Absolutely, um, history. I mean, the system, like with Horns being. Um, Albert, I don't even think it's close. Those two are probably definitely the two best. So that's cool for him. Um, he's hitting more homers now. He's lifting the ball a little bit better. I, I would bet him fifth. I wouldn't move him up. I because I just don't, I wouldn't move any of the guys in the top four down. Like I no no no, I that. agree with no that. I'm starting to way. get it going. So so he can bat fifth, and that's where I'd put him. I wonder if some of it is trying to gain back Wilson's confidence because they feel like they probably crushed him at the beginning of the year, and they're trying to say, okay, we're sticking with you here. But I think I would bat him Wilson sixth. I think that's an easy switch to make. Um, I think they will. I think they'll do that eventually. I, but my hope kind of is that they don't have to, and Wilson starts hitting like he should. But I think at this point, Wilson, I mean, Walker might just be a better hitter than Wilson, even when Wilson's hitting like Wilson. Like, I haven't seen Wilson look like Walker at all this year. No. Like, he hasn't had that one great game against Los Angeles. But what Walker's doing right now, he's consistently hitting. And I'd be okay with moving him to the two spot at some point if that would happen. Same. But but at that point, I don't know if I'm moving. I'm not moving Newbar or Walker. I mean, or Donovan out of the top three. So probably not anytime soon. But yeah, I, I think they'll move them up eventually. I do. I kind of. I'm okay with them slow playing it. But I feel like they're kind of over slow playing it. Yeah, it's just it, here's the thing with me. I get what you're saying about the confidence with Wilson. Totally do. Uh, so far, he's got it. I mean, we saw the embrace with he and Ali in the dugout. Like it's eating at him. Like I think this is a guy who does, yesterday. I think he does not sleep. I think he does like when things are not going well, this is a guy who wears it like he wears it hard and he wants to do nothing but great things for this organization and this team, even after what we saw happen in the first two months still. Right. And he's going to be um, if this team wants to go on a run, he has to be a key contributor defensively yeah, wanna, and offensively. I want to get into that a little bit because he had he um, talked about he FaceTimed um, Victor Martinez, the old. Uh -huh. Um, stud Tigers catcher forever. Um, and apparently he like he's like a father to him is what he said. And he said they had a like a conversation where Victor was like you gotta you gotta get your confidence back. You've got to go out there and play like you're trying to win, not just trying to you know if you don't if you go over four you still gotta be playing like you're trying to win. Help your teammates, all those things. Victor basically gave him uh, a pump up speech because I know Victor had some problems with PEDs, but still was a great leader for the Tigers forever. Um, and since then they're three and zero, so that's cool. Um. And Wilson has a different energy about him. I feel like you see him behind the plate. Like it's not, it's not too often when you're, when they were 16 games under 500, won a game to get to 15 
under 500 and Wilson looked like he had just like, you know, close to division or something. Like he was, he brings that energy. That's almost like, it's like, I don't want to like say it's immature or anything, but it's, it's kid like energy is what he brings. It's very infectious, you know, like when you're playing slow, I mean, machine pitch and you're just excited that you're there. You're excited to play with your teammates. That's the energy Wilson brings when things are going well. And I think that can lighten up a clubhouse, but he also brings the energy where if you buzz his tower, he might beat you up and kill you. I don't know. That's the energy he brings. And when he's playing well, we've seen that. We saw that again, that game against Los Angeles where he hit those two home runs and it was almost like an angry fire. It's a different type of fire, kind of like what Yachty had. When I want to see more of that. I think he can do a lot for this team, but I don't think it's going to hurt his confidence to bat him sixth. I, no, I don't. I, I don't either. I don't either. And, you know, D is going to D is going to be really pissed at you, by the way, for only mentioning Victor's stint in Detroit and not his incredible run in Cleveland. So that's on you. You get to deal to with. To be that. fair, growing up, Victor Martinez was a tiger to me. It just <laughs> well, was. That's, hey, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. That's the cross you're going to have to bear because I'm on D's side uh, on this one. So when was the so last? You know. When was the last? When when did he stop playing for the guard? I don't know the year. I don't know the year. Even alive. He, yeah, he but either way. Um, Speaking of that lineup, Nolan oh, Gorman continues to okay. continues to struggle, and over this last thirty two days, yeah. has a four eleven OPS. Uh, you think maybe a couple days off, maybe before they go to London, wouldn't be a bad idea? Or, I, I, I mean, you hate to, you know. Obviously, here's the thing with Nolan Gorman, and you and I, massive Nolan Gorman fans. These are the things that he's going to do in his career. I hope that everybody understands that. I've seen people on Twitter, oh, maybe we got way, way too early about, no, this is the type of guy that Nolan Gorman has been his entire life, like in the professional ranks. You have to ride the valleys because the peaks are so high, but the valleys are very low. Um, if you were Ollie, if you were the Cardinals, obviously they dropped him down in the lineup, not, probably should have done that earlier and sooner, in my opinion. The, the, the lack okay of adjustments waiting. in the lineup to me really do make was, me scratch my head. I was but okay what other? with waiting. But what what would you do with Gorman over the next couple of days in Washington? He's betting a hundred exactly in his last month, thirty yes. games. That's that's bad. That's that's real yeah. bad. Um, it, well, what I would do is I wouldn't play him today against is Corbin pitching tonight. Patrick Corbin is that who it is? I know they face a lefty tonight. I think um, it is. Corbin. He wouldn't be playing today, and depending on how you feel, I think I'd play him tomorrow. I do, um, just because if he can go out there and have you know maybe hit a homer. Maybe go two for four after a day off. Um, Escobar, by then the way, you have some conf- Oh no, tonight? good lord, good lord! The, it That's still says good. TBD on MLB, so I don't know if they have. I heard that, that they were facing a lefty tonight. Maybe they scratched him. I don't know, but he would be off tonight. I'd play him tomorrow. He looks really good at second base, so let's give him some praise. He had some really nice plays there yesterday, like four of them. I think he looked really, really good. Um, I would be patient with him. Here's the thing to me that I like. I like the one he now he knows how good he can be in this league. He hadn't seen that before, that where he can go on a two-month stretch where he's legitimately a top-five hitter in baseball, which is what he was. Um, now it's about finding the consistency, a little bit more consistency. I don't think he's ever going to be Paul Goldschmidt-level consistency, Kyle Tucker-level consistency. Well, I don't Kyle think Tucker that's really coming. struggling. Okay, fine. Jordan Alvarez-level consistency. There you go. There I don't go. think he's going to be able to do that, but I do think he's he will find – he needs to find a way where he can still be productive when he's struggling, whether that's in Homer, you know, homering every four or five games when you're struggling still. And here's the thing. He's not striking out as much the last couple of games. He's popping out a lot. You can see he's the frustration. Just missing he pops dishes. out, he slams his bat down. Yeah. He, he, yeah. He's, I think his at-bats are getting better and I think he's getting back to where he needs to be. And I do think a day off will be good. I want it been, I want it sent for two because then you okay. now he's off for four days and then he's in London. And then he's off, and then he's there for two days, and he's off again. I think I'd play him tomorrow, but today would be – I'd give him a break. You've got enough players. Uh, put Carlson in center field. Move Tommy to short, to second base, and that's your fix for me today. That's what Can I would do. Can we talk about that for a second, please? And I know that Ali's comments were that Tommy has solidified the defense. I understand that. And yes. I understand that Paul E.D. hit a bomb over the weekend. I do. I understand that as well, right? Three hits I yesterday, too. I get it. But at some point, again, I, I'm just still – I continue to ask the question because we traded Harrison Bader because we knew we had Dylan Carlson who could take over in center field. What is the – why do they hate Dylan Carlson? I don't okay. understand why he's not in center you? field every day. He wasn't playing yesterday because of his elbow. Right? Yeah, he um, got hit on the – I saw that. I get it. That's why they, he said they weren't playing him because of that. I think 
One, I think they can mix and match with it, and they can go matchup based. Like if Carlson's going to struggle against this righty that's coming up, maybe you put Tommy in center field, and you think DeYoung has a better chance, then do that. And DeYoung, to be fair to him, he has, he's had a lot. He's helped them win the last two games. Without DeYoung, they don't win that game yesterday. He created two runs by himself at the bottom of the order. So I I I, I get it. I would be playing Carlson probably just about every day. But I also don't mind that they're kind of shifting things around and seeing what's working. Like it's tough, it's tough to me because there I think there's 10 players that kind of deserve to all be playing a decent amount right now. Obviously, you have the guys that are playing every day. I don't know what they're gonna do. I don't know if they're gonna yeah. end up putting Tommy Beck at shortstop at any time soon. But Paul DeYoung, I mean, he's he's playing well again, and you don't take that guy out when he's on a hot stretch. That's you fair. just don't because that's a game-changing bat in your the, lineup when he's hot. I do think we have to talk about the fact that hitting left-handed, Tommy has a weighted runs created plus of 54. Like at some point, left-handed. I I, I Okay, I, I'm one. You picked one game, all right. I'm gonna pick the other hey, 59 or Hit a triple. I understand. I'm just saying, like, we can't talk about him as he's this elite from the left side if we're gonna bury Dylan Carlson from the left side. Also, that's the one thing that bothers me. And I just don't. It's another to me, outside thirty-five thousand feet above. It's another cardinal mishandling of a young player who we all believed coming into this season was going to be playing every single day in the outfield. Well, if we're being and, fair, dad, he was playing every day and then he got a day off because his elbow hurt. So we I don't it, know. He's not playing center play field. Like yet. he's your center fielder, bro. Like he's your center fielder. It, I'm sorry. I mean, I Tommy Edmond, Tommy. I love Tommy. I do. You know that he cannot, he's great he, out better. He can't throw our out. We might have the worst outfield arms outside of Lars that I've ever seen. Carlson has a great arm. He's when he's in the he's not in center. That's what he was. I think you're missing the point. I want to see Walker, Carlson, and Newpar in the outfield every day. Yeah, but we haven't seen what they're going to do with Carlson since Newpar's back yet. So we'll see what happens. I think a lot of why Tommy was in center field was more about one, he was great out there, but also I think he was more comfortable in the in center than he was in the corners. I understand. So they played the guys that are most comfortable. We know Dylan's a really good right fielder. We saw that his rookie year, and they both played really well out there. I'm going to wait a couple games. I'm going to let this play out because there's a chance that one, some good one goes really cold. Someone makes some mistakes. You know, maybe Tommy, Tommy made another diving play in center field yesterday. Um, we're going to see how it plays out. I'm going to give them some grace now, let them figure it out. My hope is someone takes the job and runs with it. Like we talked about at the beginning of the year, guys have to take the opportunity and run with it. So there's no question. Like if that's Paul DeYoung, great. If Paul DeYoung gets five home runs over the next two weeks, awesome. I'm fine with that. I don't care who it is. Someone needs to take the job and run with it. So there's no question of do we play Carlson? Do we play Tommy? They're very, they're pretty similar. Someone needs to take it over. I don't really care who it is. Um, we do apologize. Caleb's video is not so strong down there. I think in the, uh, 1950s basement that he's in right now so something happened it's just kind of lagging at times now that could just be on my end it when you go through and polish it up it could be absolutely fine but if it is struggling again we're he's hiding out he's on the lamb so we have to take care of all of that again thank you for watching we appreciate that hit that subscribe button as always Uh, let's talk a little bit about the bullpen um jordan hicks three in a row now early on uh, and i and i think you and i both have said this like we could not figure out why he could not get swing and miss stuff. He's starting to, it's almost like maybe there's a mindset there that he's way more comfortable now realized I'm, Hey, I'm not going to start maybe realize I'm going to make myself a whole lot more money next year. If I just come out and start mowing guys down, he did some of the Cardinals reliever hasn't been able to do in what it feels like years. And that has pitched close three straight games out. Like that's something we haven't seen. Huh? Two years. There you go. So it felt years. That's years. Alex, Alex Reyes did it. Okay, there we go. Well, we know, unfortunately, what happened with Alex Reyes, but, but oh, well, it is nice to see that. Now, I am a little bit nervous about the rest of the pin, always. I'm just going to be that the pin is not, it's just not a strong bullpen anymore. Well, we thought, and that's uh, that's not their fault. That's because of a weak rotation, which has just caused massive strain on that bullpen. However, uh, Jordan Hicks appears to be back. Yeah, I mean, he's your closer right now, and no doubt about it. Even when Helsley comes back, I think that might be your guy in the ninth. Um, he said he feels more comfortable out there. It's a different level of intensity for him, and they talked earlier in the year about how he had trouble coming into games and getting that intensity where it needed to be immediately. What's better to in a save opportunity? That's how you get your intensity up there immediately. So I like what I'm seeing from him. He has a different mindset. I mean, forgot, good Lord, three days in a row and 104 back-to-back pitches to end the game. 
with like 18 inches of run to tell Lane Thomas to sit down. Like what well, that was nasty. So I'm I'm really happy for him. But man, I'll tell you what, when Helsley comes back, that's that's a that's three fire breathing dragons out there with him, Hicks, and Geo that can make a lot of people uncomfortable. Um, you'd like to throw a lefty into that mix and get maybe Hansis Cabrera also up to that level or something. But I feel good about where the bullpen can be at when fully healthy, if we will see that again. Yeah, that's that's the I think that's the question. Um, a couple more things, especially with the bullpen. I mean, what it's it's huge to have a guy out there like like Hicks right now. When you're talking about a team who's blown 15 saves and 25 leads this year, tops in the NL or MLB, I think in both. Um, that's rough. That's I mean, think about it. You cut that in half. I mean, think about what what this season looks like and what we're talking about right now. I mean, you just can't have the giving up leads constantly. We saw it, like you said, on the game you were at, you're up five to one. And the next thing you know, you, you're losing to the Giants on a Mike Yastrzemski home run, which by the way, the Padres did last night. Also, Mike Yastrzemski goes into the water, uh, into McCovey code. To, to He's not afraid There's, of the big moments. He is not. And neither are the Giants. Like that is a surprise team. You know, They're we haven't spent around. a lot of time on the Giants this year, but that's a team. Uh, but either way, back to the pin. Um, I, that That's just a nice thing to, to see right now. Yeah, it's, I mean, we I think we talked about it when we got swept by the um, Pirates that Bednar went three games in a row, FU, where you were shutting down the ninth. And we both said that's not something anyone in our bullpen would do. Little Correct. did we know, it was just not – he just wasn't closing games yet, but right. he went to it. Right. So Ali right. said before the game, he said, if there's a safe situation, you better hand me the ball. I'm sure there was some more colorful language than that. And Ali was like, okay, if it's a safe situation, you're going in. And, and I mean, I thought – there was a picture of Ollie after he closed the game because Ollie really vouched for Jordan Hicks early in the year. I think kind of put his ass on the line and said, I want this guy here. Um, and there was a picture of him like smiling and like giving high fives after Hicks closed out the game. I think that's something as well. When you see a guy like Hicks who who's had health issues, who hasn't been a closer in, I think it was three, four years since he'd gotten his last save before Saturday. Um, put his ass out on the line and go there and want to win that badly to where he's willing to go three in a row for you, throwing 104. That's something, little things like that can galvanize a team and bring energy to the team. So I, I, a guy need to step up. If you would have told me Hicks would have been the guy, I don't really know if I would have thought that, that would have been my top 10 list of guys to step up and give you energy just because he pitches so little. But I mean, something like that, something little like that can really turn the tide a little bit. And hopefully that turns out tonight. I am a little bit worried about tonight because I think Joe's probably down. I think Hicks is definitely down. He's not going four in a row. So this is a game where the offense needs to needs to blow out a team. I thought about this a little bit. I think the another reason that this bullpen is so tired, yes, our stars aren't going super deep, but also every game is close. Yeah, like you've got to put a team away. Like even yesterday. Like at the moment with Hicks was awesome, but yesterday Goldie's up first and third, two outs in the eighth. You know, he hits a gapper there. Hicks doesn't have to come in that game, and then he can be used tonight. So they've got to, they've really got to step on their throat today if they have the lead and keep adding on. But um, it's hard to do when you give up six runs, to be honest. Um, I'm I'm really I, I do wonder if the MLB officials are like, oh my god, we picked Cubs Cardinals in London first. Like that's gonna gonna be incredible. And now you see both teams really struggling. However, I do think it's going to be cool to watch the the game on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. I guess I don't know what time it is on Saturday, but um, I think it's that cool. Is to, like we, three, I think. That's what I thought. The Cardinals are heading over to London to play the Cubs. That that's cool. Hey, grow the game. We've seen what the NFL's done. We've seen what the NBA's done. Obviously, we we know that MLB's played in Mexico City. They played in other areas. You you have to continue to grow. This is a global international game. You have to continue to grow it. Um, pretty cool. One of my former students, actually, Joe, lives in London. I'm going to actually contact her today. She posted yesterday if anybody was coming over. I think she's heading to either one of the games or both of them. Um, so she's living in London now. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. That she's obviously from St. Louis. That's pretty cool. That she's going to go. Uh, I think she was a former. She worked at the Post Dispatch, I know, for a while. I'm not exactly sure what she's doing over there, but that's pretty cool. For those people heading over, uh, really good friend. Well, really good friend of mine's brother who also is a friend of mine, is head, they're they're heading over from Philly uh, to go to the game. Miguel, I know that they, they're they excited. I'll, they weren't greatly excited about the fact that it was going to be the Cubs-Cardinals who were struggling. However, um, oh, Emma also just said one of her friends, Abby Brown, a, a friend of ours, also is there. So we know we got a lot of people that we know are going to be in attendance. That's pretty cool. Uh, but I, what, are, what are your thoughts about the, the Cardinals playing in London this weekend? I mean, I, 
I, I think it's a manager's worst nightmare, but I think it's great for the game. I like that they have two days off before, so you can kind of just take the red eye, get out there, and then you know probably have a couple of days in the in London, which is cool for the team. My hope is it bonds the team together maybe a little bit more. Honestly, like that a trip like that can really do that. I I think, um, I think it's cool. I'm all right with it. I don't love how many things the Cardinals have done this year to kind of throw them off their rhythm. Like you remember the we have to play on the holiday to pack Bush Stadium at 1 p.m. on a Monday, right? Um, and that caused 19 games in a row. Like we know, I don't. I kind of wish. And then next year they're doing this um, Birmingham thing, which I think is cool. I'm I'm not worried about it. Here's what I will be pissed off about. If they, you know, come back and then they lose, they get swept by the Yankees or whatever, and they use any any part of London as an excuse, I'm gonna be pissed off. I'm tired of the excuses. You you go out, go out there, sweep the Cubs in two games because the Cubs are hot garbage. They stink. Sweep them, come back and play well at home. I don't care if you're tired from your first class five what is it, eight hour flight. I don't know how long it is. I don't care. Just I I don't want to hear any complaining about being tired or jet lagged. But other than that, I think it's cool. Yeah, and the Astros really struggling. We saw last weekend the Astros, Yankees. Who else was it? All Dodgers. swept. Dodgers all swept. Um, so you know the Astros are there. I mean, they have so many injuries on that pitching staff. Their offense has not come together outside of obviously Jordan, to, like Altuve they thought it would. Good. Who? Altuve has been really good. Yeah, obviously, but I'm just saying as a whole has not really clicked like they thought mm-hmm. it would. Um, they get blown out by the Mets last night. So that that's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. Uh, one they've last lost, thing I, I think get... they said, sorry, one more thing on that. They, I think they've lost six in a row for the first time since 2017. Good Lord. Which was the first year they, which was the year they won the fake world series, but that's the, um, that's crazy. That's a crazy stat. Yeah. It's taken that long to win, to lose six in a row. Uh, another piece of Cardinals news has happened over the, the weekend. David freeze declines the, uh, red jacket. I thought that was really interesting to see. Now, you and I came on and we talked we talked about this twice on here. In my mind, David Freeze is not a Cardinal Hall of Famer when you look at the body of work, right? He's just not. However, you did convince me that because of what he did, which in my mind I tried to counter argue that still belongs in the Cardinal Hall of Fame, that moment all of that still is there. I think that's kind of the way David sees it. I know he talked about a, a low time at his point as or in his life as yeah. well. Um I think there were a lot of things going on there. It's not my job to speculate everything that was happening in David Freeze's uh, life. Well, I think we know some, I think some of it was public. But. I think that's an honorable thing for him to do. Um, yeah. where, where do you stand on the David Freeze declining to go into the, the Cardinals Hall of Fame? This is kind of a weird take I think I'm going to have is I don't stand anywhere on it. Um, it it's not my place to have a stance, I don't think. Um, it's up to David Freeze. And I, I respect his decision. That's about all I really have my opinion on it. He had some issues when he was in St. Louis. Um, they're documented. I'm not going to – I don't feel like bringing him back up to light. If you want to look them up, they're out there. He had some um, legal issues and stuff. Nothing too awful. Not like not like anything that's going to get you in jail for life or anything, but he had some issues. Um, I also think there might be a little bit of a, you know, feeling like you don't deserve the honor you were given. And he kind of – if you watch his interview when he was told he got in, he was kind of like, why, you know, like, why right. was I in there? I was kind of, I almost feel like he thinks he's was right guy, right spot. You know, like if he didn't come up in that situation, they hit that triple. If he didn't, you know, cause if he doesn't take those two swings, obviously he's not, he's not even in consideration for the Cardinal. Right. Um, which I kind of, I kind of hate for him. I wish he would enjoy a little bit more what he did for the city, but I, I get it. Um, it's not my place to speculate anything. Or really, like I said, have a stance because I don't know why I would have a stance on this. It's completely his decision. Yeah, I respect it. Um, I would like to see him in the Hall of Fame, but if he doesn't want, if he doesn't feel like he deserves it, that's that's uh, his decision. I do wish they would reopen the voting so one of the other guys who were all very deserving, I felt, could also could get in this year. I do wish they would do that. Well, why don't I'm just asking, and I don't know, maybe they addressed this and I missed it. Why don't they just go to whoever was the next highest vote getter? I don't know if that's really fair because how many people that voted for David Freeze would vote fair. for something different? That's a good point. So I, good I would point. just reopen it for you know a couple of weeks and then redo it. I know it would, that would be a lot of you know planning the um, the having all the stuff ready and planning all the what's it called advertisement and marketing like all yeah. that stuff would be difficult. But I would because I think uh, the other three that were all all the other three that were on it were very deserving of at least getting another shot to get in. So. That's what yeah, I would Andahar, Matt Morris, Edgar Renteria. Yeah. Is that and, it? Um, 
No. Because to me, Anahar? Edgar Red, I love Edgar Entry. He's not a Cardinal Hall of Fame. I think Wal- was Wal- Joaquin Andahar on it too. Yeah, I said Andahar, Morris, and 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 Edgar. Was there a, and another pitcher, missing? lefty? Oh, seems like we should know this. A Hall of Famer. Well, then he would have been in. Okay, if you keep talking, of- I'll find it. I'm talking about the, the guys that have played. Not the, the there's obviously Okendo's going in, and there's another guy going in with him. Um, who is the OG? I can't remember who it is, but whatever. That's all right. Um, all right, we got we got two it's things really coming up me. that I, I want to hit on. We're two weeks, three weeks away from the All Star Game, somewhere in that area. Uh, um, playing car- three, okay. Playing Cardinal, what if or hopes or whatever? Yes, it was Steve Carlton. Oh, that you were right. A left you is in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> okay, but no. Yeah. In the Hall of Fame because of his Phillies career. Yeah, I, I knew that. Yeah. I was just saying yeah, 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 yeah. in the Hall You're of right. Fame. Thank you. That one went right there. I just completely missed it. Anyway, uh, two things about the All-Star game coming up. Who do you think will represent the Cardinals at the All-Star game? That's question one. And two, where would you like to see the Cardinals? I'm not worried about the standings, all right? But record-wise, as you go into the July uh, spectacular there, the mid-season spectacular, classic. Can you, while I'm answering your first question, can you look up how many games we have left before the All-Star break? Yeah, I can. Do a quick count. Okay. I think Goldie's in. Um, He's having a really, really good year again. I think it's going to be Freddie, Pete, and Goldie will be the three first basemen representing. Um, I think if Gorman has another hot week or two, I think he has a chance to get in because he's got a lot of votes already. And if his stats look a little bit better, and even if he's up over an 850 OPS, he'll be close. I don't know if he gets in. I wish he would. I think Arnado has a chance. But for me right now, the only clear ones are Goldie. Is that the only clear one to me, I think, maybe right now? I'll say Goldie and Nolan both get in. Arnado. You think Nolan gets in? I do. He's leading He's leading the votes right now at third base. There's all the third basemen that you love, like Riley, Machado, and the NL. They're all kind of struggling right now. And Nolan's 17 up games. over 800. 17, 17 games. games. They need to go 12 and 5. Okay. So, um, that so what would that they... be? That would gain uh, seven games on their record. They'd be they would be um five games, six games under five hundred. Is that was that right? Yeah, something like that. Okay. And then you feel better about that. Right They're yeah, thirteen I, games under right now, so they'd gain seven. So yeah, they so would be, be six games six. under. Yeah, yeah, I would feel better about that because then you have a chance to get up close towards five hundred before the deadline. Okay. So yeah, I I say twelve and five because I think you need to win the next four games. Okay. Um leading to the deadline. That's what I kind of, we don't spend a ton of time on this, but I do think it's, it's really interesting to me. And so I did a little research around this. Um, Wait, hold on. Who do you think should be in the all-star game? Goldie. I think Gorman deserves it. I just don't know if this recent, I don't know if this recent slide is, I think it's going to keep him out. Is the all-star game was at three months of baseball ish? Three months. Yeah. Um, you can't bat a hundred in one of those months and make. I, I agree. So that's why I think Goldie's it. And I, I love Gorman, but he's representative. just he's, I think Goldie. I think Gorman's got another step to take, and I think he can't take that step to become that upper level of player. Um, he's shown now that he can do it, which is great. He has something to go back to. Before he didn't really have anything to go back to. Now he can go back to the drawing board and say, "This is what made me successful. How do I sustain it?" Which I think is a good thing. He's still twenty three years old. He'll figure it out. I I believe. I do assume MLB will use the exemption to get Adam Wainwright into the game. I do believe that will probably happen. Uh, unless there's anyone else in the NL that has that has that, I don't. I would say so. It's probably him yeah. and Meggie again. Yeah, that's that's what I would assume. Um, is it those two? So either way, let's talk about the deadline a little bit. I just took a little little look. I didn't go deep into every team. I didn't go into that, but I kind of want to look around the league at some controllable arms because here's, I think the Cardinals are proposed with two things leading up to the deadline. Obviously we're a month away from that, but that's not that long. Um, I think one, they're challenged with, do you, what are, what do we do for this year? But I think you have to look beyond that, whether you are going for it or not. I think you have to look at controllable arms for next year and the future, simply because honestly, right now you have Miles Michaelis on this, in this rotation, Steven Matson's back. You got Libertor, but we don't know what those guys are. Right now, one is in the bullpen, and the other has a 70 ERA in the last month. So, honestly, if you want to be fair, I think I think I also have a feeling with Boris, I have a, I have trouble seeing the Cardinals re-signing Jordan Montgomery. 
And I just feel like Jack Flaherty's probably out the door with his struggles. I, I could be wrong. I love Jack. I we'll just see, have I'm feeling, not sure about that one yet. Right. Agreed. I don't know either. But just taking a look around, I want to get your your take on these, and you might have some to add. Um, looking at the White Sox, obviously. Now, the White Sox have played themselves back into, I mean, that that Central, AL Central, just like the NL Central. I did not check. Let me check out. Where are they at right now in there? They're not. I think they're 11 games under 500. But um, the Twins yeah, are in that division, and they're, they're a 12, game under. They're 12 games under 500, but they're only five and a half back. So that kind of yeah, depends the, on what they do in the next month as the, well. That division's a sorry excuse for a division. <laughs> it's rough. Um, if you Just looking at their two, um, Kopech, that's a guy signed through – I mean, you'd have him through 2026. And then Dylan Cease, obviously, through 2026. Yeah. I mean, both – I mean, I, I – Cease not really – well, no, I just don't. I just have a hard time even thinking that the White Sox are going to trade Cease, and I also have a hard time thinking that if they do, that the Cardinals are even going to be in that because right now, like be. you listen, I listen to MLB now. I watch MLB Network every morning. Every team when they talk about these competing teams, what do they need? It's pitching, and you have a lot of teams competing right now. Yeah. So that market, that's why that's why they might trade Dylan Cease because right now might be the most you ever get for him if you if you think you can. But Kopech and Cease from the White Sox. Anything you think about there? Um, they're both electric arms. Both of them have really, really good stuff. Here's where I'm at. If the Cardinals are in contention, if they get back and we're we're looking in there within five games of the division, I don't really give a shit what the record is. If they're within five games of the division by the trade deadline, for me, with these with the group of guys you have, you go for it. You just do. Um, there's no reason not to. You go for it. You say one last hurrah with Wayno, one last hurrah with. Monty, and if you don't want to re-sign Jack, one last with him. And you got Goldie and Nolan, they're getting older. So I think they're going to get back into that spot where they're going to be buyers. If you're not, if if we go and this turns south again, and maybe they come back from London and you know get swept by both the Astros and the Yankees, if that happens, I think I wait to get an arm until the offseason when there's not okay. the urgency. Well, I was going to get to if, they, if they're sellers in a minute. So um, sellers let's get to is that different. I don't. I don't, I don't think we're even going to know about that for a long time, to be honest with you. Like, um, we'll, if you look, we'll, we won't know. If you look at the Guardians, they're only two games out. I don't, I, I, that's a weird, it's such a, they're such an odd franchise simply because they do the unexpected. Like they zig when you zag and they zag when you zig. Mm-hmm. So will they, I mean, they, they might see it as, hey, we can get a haul this season for Shane Bieber and still compete. I think he's gone now. Right. So, I mean, that's a guy that Tristan McKenzie's another guy that, that's under control through 27. I've hurt. heard his name pop up. I would just do what? He's, I think he's out for the year, isn't he? Oh, is McKenzie now out for the year? Yeah, I, I think so. Let me look. I honestly didn't know he got rid of Yep. Um, on IL with elbow sprains. He's not oh. out for the year, but it might be a while. So, Bieber, Bieber, probably the guy we're looking at there. Again, I've said before. I'm not against Shane Bieber. I'm just not giving up a haul, which I do believe someone will do. Like, if we're going to be honest, yeah. I do believe. Name recognition will, if, alone. Yes. Um, um, the yeah. Marlins. He's a really good pitcher, but I just don't. Like, who? Yeah. Like, for me, a team like the Padres would go buck wild to get him. And if I'm the Cardinals, I'm not getting in a bidding war for him. I'm just not. If yeah. it's if if the if they come to you and they say, hey, we really like Alec Burleson and Yvonne Herrera, you know, and they say, you can have Shane Bieber. I would be like, I'll consider it. You know, but if it's right. okay, well, who, well, well, this team just said they want to give me their top three prospects. What do you want to do? I'll be like, eh, okay, no, you know, right, I'm agreed, out. agreed. Um, the, I, the Marlins who are playing incredibly well, by the way. So when I say these names, I'm not saying this as if they're selling. Please understand that. I'm saying that this might not even be one of those trade deadline deals. But you look at guys like Lazardo, Cabrera, and Garrett. Like those are three guys that would be massively controllable arms. There's no doubt that the Marlins are looking, and Skipper, they're going to be looking to upgrade that offense, probably in the outfield. Um, I've seen a lot of people talk about catcher. Hopefully. The thing that gets me about catcher, and I've seen this going around, that Herrera would be a good match. He's That doesn't make sense. I don't see a team that's in a playoff hunt going after a catcher who has almost zero major league experience. If they're going to trade for a catcher, which I believe that they might do, I think they're going to trade for a catcher who can come in immediately and be an established vet who probably has some success that way to handle that young like Tucker Barnhart. That's not a Von Herrera. Be like, no, and I I could see them wanting him for the future. I could definitely see that. Well, that, um, their number they three like prospects ha- a catcher, and he's only a year and a half away, and he's a stud. Yeah, but their prospects aren't great. 
to be fair. Like, and they can't develop hitting to save their lives. So what That's has fair. developed? What was that time they drafted a hitter and he was good? I don't even know. Um, they like JJ Blade, they drafted with like the sixth pick and yep. traded him. Um, I my thing is I think there would be a really good match because that's one of those that's a baseball trade. It's no one selling. It's hey, I need pitching. Hey, you need hitting. Hey, we make a match. Right. Um, especially ne- looking forward to next year. Max Meyer's gonna be back next year. That kid's a stud. Yuri Perez has taken over a rotation spot. And when Rogers comes back, they're gonna have too many starters. And I don't think Yuri Perez is going anywhere. He's been awesome. So I could definitely see them wanting to move somebody. And if it's Edward Cabrera, my God, I'd go all over that if I'm the Cardinals. I'm a big fan of Edward Cabrera. Um, the Cardinals could be a really interesting match, even if they're both looking at a playoff spot, because I think, you know, a Tyler O'Neill and plus, they'd be plus more, more, but would be really intriguing to them because Tyler O'Neill would solidify some defense in the outfield. And he's a really good, and he could be, I mean, he has not a great bat for the Cardinals, but he could be their fifth best bat. For yeah, sure. you put him out there with Chisholm and Solaire. That's, I mean, yeah, I mean, right. And yeah, that they have that young stud that's in the outfield that's playing really well right now, too. I can't remember his name. De La Cruz. Yeah. Ryan, uh, Ellie's brother. Brian De La Cruz. He's a, he's yeah. a really good player, too. So they've got some pieces. I think it would be a good match. But once again, like if they're, if they're wanting Borman or if they're wanting, you know, some crazy, it's not happening. That's the thing is we can make these trades up in our heads. But if these guy teams only want the guys you don't want to give up, that's not going to happen. So that's Obviously. what's interesting. Um, the fourth team that I think is interesting, but I also don't think you're going to be making moves are the Mariners because they have they positioned themselves. They're back to 500. Um, they're only three they games are? out of the wild card. So, you know, when you look at them, I think that's a team that in the maybe 10 to 14 days ago, you were thinking, hey, maybe with Logan Gilbert or a George Kirby, guys who you could have for the next couple of years. I just don't see those guys. I just don't see the Mariners moving on from the those next guys. five years. Especially, no. well, Gilbert through 27, I think. Yeah, and, and uh, Kirby through 26. Plus, I think there's an RBR in there. But, you know, they're, they're down Robbie Ray. Um, I, just don't, I just don't see them moving on from those guys. Like, you know, um, and also, like I said, they played their way back into Walt. I mean, that's a team that you know if J-Rod gets hot, if Kellenick continues to hit, if they get there's some pitching going, they have a good bullpen, That's it. and Cal Raleigh gets going, that's a team that could be right there like they were last year, we know that. So I, I just don't see them moving on from a guy like Kirby or Gilbert. Um, no, you know, even, so I can't believe you ever thought that was a possibility. No, 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 no. It was, these I, again, I was using these teams that a lot of I've seen a lot of people bring up in the media um, that I just kind of wanted to go through. Now, one thing I do want to talk about is everything goes wrong for the Cardinals, and you're looking at guys. We become sellers. All right, at the at the deadline. Let me get your take on these guys because these are teams who will be in it. I believe that you could pretend, I, I, but I'm not saying you can get these guys. Okay. But these are guys that I would be like perking my ears up. Everything goes One, wrong. Top, yeah. The Cardinals, everything goes wrong for the Cardinals. They become sellers. What did you not understand about that? Oh, you said, you said these teams are going to be contenders after that. that I sense. said, if everything goes wrong for the Cardinals and they become sellers, these are teams that are going to be contenders that maybe you could look at for potential trades near the deadline. Oh, okay. Are you with me? I'm with you, but that, that setup was weird. Just go into what you're doing. All right. all right. Taj Bradley, anything there? These are all just dependent on what you're giving up. Yeah, he's really good. I mean, we, we I mean, yeah, you're looking at guys who are young, controllable arms that you're going to need to have. You're going to have to give up stuff, but you've got stuff to give up. Yes, I like Taj Bradley a lot. I don't think the oh. Mariners, I don't think the, the Rays don't trade controllable arms. They don't. They're cheap. Okay, fair. Um, Gavin Williams in Cleveland, I don't see that happening, especially since I think that they're going to trade Shane Bieber. Owen White in Texas is one that's really interesting to me because that's a team that has some young talent in their farm system. That's also a team who is playing incredibly good baseball, and that might be a, a fit there for a team that's probably looking for bullpen arms, maybe even another starter. I, I, what do you think there? He's really good. Um, I just this is hard, Dad, because I don't know what are we giving okay, up. Okay, so guys. maybe we'll so let's move on. Maybe we shouldn't do this then. Maybe <laughs> well, we I just, talk about. Well, it. well, here's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, these guys are really good young pitchers. I just don't know. Like, what are we? What are we? Giving That's fair. Because Jack Flaherty is not going to get you Owen White. Like, no, 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 no. That's not what I was saying. It would no. have to be a package of guys. But, I understand that. But think, but think about when it's from our side. Like, who are we trading Tink Hens for? That's fair. But I, I guess like we're not trading. We trade for a we haven't been sellers. Player. 
we haven't been sellers in forever. So that's what I'm kind of looking at is like, if you're going to sell your guys, you better get something back of value that can help you in the future. So if we're buying, people are going to ask about T hints. That's why I'm playing the opposite side of the game. Yes, but I, I know I get what I get what you're doing. But my I think here is like, who do we have to sell? And I know people are going to say Goldie. I think that's stupid. Um, yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere. It, it's it's two pitchers really, and maybe like Hicks now he's building up some trade value. Guys like that, if we're selling, that have half a year left on their deal, um, that's not getting you anything other than a mid-level prospect, probably. Do you look at selling a guy like Dylan Carlson? Yeah, I just, I just don't know who would buy him. What, what contender wants him? Okay, that's fair. And I think, I think the fact that our arms aren't. I'm sorry to ruin your game. No, 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 no. These were just names that I was looking at. But the, again, I agree. And that's kind of where I was going to go at the end was, I think our guys who are going to be on expiring contracts, you're not going to see teams give up that value. Like they're just not. Nothing. It would that's have true. to be a Goldschmidt or an Arnado for us to get them. And I just don't see the Cardinals ever doing that. I just don't. No. You know, Grace's grandpa bet me a uh, a six pack of Bud Light that they would trade one of them. And I said, okay, free beer. Thank you. <laughs> like, uh, I was like, I'll bet you my entire bank account. Like, that's what I'll do. Finish up the, the season or the series with Washington, head to the, across the pond to play the Cubs. Um, McCutch, fifth active player with 2,000 hits. Huge Andrew McCutcheon fan. Fantastic. Um, Anything, if you have anything to say, you can raise your hand or you can jump right on in there. But uh, Darvish gets 100 wins. Fantastic. Abreu, 1,500 hits. Uh, I thought he had more than that, I guess. That that one would shock me. I thought he was closer to 2,000. Obviously, he came into the league a little bit later, but I, th- yeah, I thought he old. had more than that. Um, he was old. Altu- he was like 30, 33 or something when he came over. Altuve, Altuve, 1,000 runs. That I mean, Hall of Famer. I don't care what anybody says. He's a Hall of Famer. Uh, I think it's awesome that Henry Davis got the call up. He's playing left field last night. Gets his first hit. Uh, for, I mean, when you're number one overall, that's that's a tough one. Out of New York City, too. That's fantastic. Good for Henry Davis. Um, Joey Votto's back. And if you didn't, if you haven't watched the video that he put out with the little girl and he's driving the bus, it's absolutely fantastic. He comes back and in perfectly Joey Votto fashion, it's home run last night. Yeah, he's awesome. He's Hall of Famer as well, by the way. When you say Joey Votto, he that's a Hall of Famer. If you don't think so, um, you haven't watched him enough. Oh, oh I agree. Luis Arise, your guy who you did not keep in fantasy, is hitting 400. Um, he is, mm-hmm. which is, by the way, 75 points higher than the next guy who is Ronald Acuna at 325. What he is doing mm-hmm. is amazing. And he is going to kill John Jay because he slaps him every time he, and hits him every time he gets on first base. And all that man does is get singles. So poor John Jay is getting hit four or five times a night. Yeah, he, he has three five-hit games this month. I mean, the, the most ever in a season, I think, was four in a he's season. He's un- done it unbelievable. Um, I did, I was going to get your take on this, but I'll save it for next time. So we'll move on from there. Uh, that's all I've got. Anything else that you, oh, Otani has 24 jacks, by the way. Otani has 24 jacks. He's like, the greatest player of all time, anymore. greatest player of all time. And if you disagree, you're wrong. Uh, two things that we did not talk about. Shout out, Wait, to one Vegas thing on Otani, Knights. On. Good Lord. Yes. Why, why I know, do you but do I, this? You move on. So Formulate a sentence with some internet. Okay, we just go. <laughs> no, go. Go. I don't know if you can hear me or not. You keep saying I can't. That. You're fine. I'm just joking. Um, well, I don't know what I was going to say now. Oh, do you think Otani, if he retired after this year, would be in the Hall of Fame? Yes, I do. I do, I, I do too. I think that's the wildest thing we could ever say, and people are going to disagree with me. But I, yes, I do. Yeah, I he should he be. Yeah, he's no one's done what he's done ever. Okay. Um, outside of baseball, yeah. shout out to the Gold uh, Golden Knights in Vegas for their first Stanley Cup title, and then shout out to the Nuggets for their first. So that was awesome. They, hey, yeah. welcome, you're welcome, America, for the Joker. Like, I'm glad you got to see him because everybody should be watching more of him, like I do during the regular season. So there you go. And also, um. Nice to give the Stanley Cup in America again. We don't want yes. to give that. We've been giving that thing to Canada for like twenty something years. We don't want to do that. Give yep. the Stanley Cup in America every year. That's why I'm. That's what I'm going to say. Unfortunately, with the Nuggets win, that means it's another Cronky Championship. I don't love that, but oh. whatever. Hey, now keep the team together and let's go win a few more. As Phoenix went out and got Bradley Beal, which still does not make a lick of sense to me. But whatever. We can talk about Damian Lillard to the Pelicans. Do what? 
Damian Lillard to the Pelicans. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, anything else you want to talk about with the Cardinals before we get out of here? No, let's get out of here. Okay. Um, look, good luck this week for the Nationals. Uh, good luck in that basement for you. Find us on our socials. Hit the subscribe button. Look, let's turn three into four. Let's turn four into five. What if we come back from across the pond uh, with another revolutionary war win, and now we've got seven in a row? Yeah, the Revolutionary War was fought on American soil. You guys, everybody have a fantastic <laughs> have a fantastic week. We will be back uh, probably Sunday. We'll be back Sunday to wrap up uh, the rest of the week, and we will talk to you all soon. Take care of each other. Go Cards.